Hi and welcome to the Msingi Talks podcast, a podcast hosted by Msingi Trust. This podcast ventures deeper into issues of faith, advocacy, activism, and makes connections between these worlds. Psalms 89.14 states that justice and righteousness are the foundation of God's throne. And here we unpack how the church as the body of Christ and institution can faithfully embody justice and righteousness in both word and deed. Karibuni and let's do justice. Hello, this is a trigger warning that the following episode contains content of rape and gender-based violence. You know, uh, we, we have always come together to fight, you know, tribalism. We want to be one nation. We want to, you know, but I realized that men were also a tribe against women. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that, that was really shocking for me, the kind of conversation. As a matter of fact, when I posted my celebration on Facebook, a man wrote me a private message and, yeah. and, and insulted me for posting wow. a message celebrating a fellow woman. She's mm. not my tribesmate, and I simply do not care about tribe for me. Mm. Tribe is not my first entry of relationship with people. Yes. I don't think about it because it's absolutely not important and necessary to me. I, mm. I think about, you know, the larger impact of that appointment, both mm. locally, regionally, and globally. Um, yeah. women, when women sit in situations and positions of power like that, it has a trickle, a trickle um, down effect to all others. Even just, just the significance of that for a younger, like my little niece, my eight-year-old niece. Yeah. So when, when I saw the uproar from men, I, I quite couldn't get it, Carol. Were they angry because this woman is uh, Meru? Were they angry because this woman is going to be the next CJ? Have, we have had successive men and men and men and men and men. They started bringing her record and I'm wondering, we have had men who have done terrible things in this country since independence. But when it is a woman, they will go under her bedroom and fish out. It's, it's the same with Nancy Barasa. It's the same with Martha Karua. It's, it is a pattern. Women's, women's mistakes are elevated. Mm-hmm. Women's uh, mis, misdemeanors are, are elevated. And, and it, against them. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and they work against them. Yet in that parliament, mm-hmm. in that, <laughs> oh, oh, we have a governor who is walking around mm-hmm who has maimed someone who is in hospital mm-hmm. he he took out a gun and shot him and we mm-hmm. all saw that he yes. is still and he is still a hero and Absolutely. He, will, he will no uh, an mp he will be re-elected oh, I can will tell you he will mm-hmm. be re-elected yes. we have a governor who whose morality who has kept, escaped out of prison who faked his death. (laughs) (laughs) And we elected him as a governor of the city under the sun. Yes. We have another one that we elected who killed a whole sugar industry. We have another governor who killed, who is is in that, who is alleged to have sponsored the the murder of, of Sharon. Yes, you know, and that those cases, we don't know what's going on in court. We do not know what's going on, mm-hmm. but that is never held against them. 
and their heroes and their wives stand for stand by him caro that yeah. is the other question mm. women stand with their husband murderers those who have had extra marital affairs those who have brought shame to their family and caro i have always wondered like when i saw the image of obado and his wife and sons standing yeah. by him flanging him to give a statement so yeah. many things ran through my mind yeah it, it is like the jesus man uh, remind me his name which one uh, the, the the guy who sired a child with his cousin oh yes that's the one i want i we have to talk about that we have to, we have ジーサス。ジーサス。ファーストオブオールアイネバーハードアバウトダットジェントルマンアンティルデスカンドイエスエンエンデンナウイビガントユノジャスルキマウチェキマウチェンダユノウェンユーロックアッデイサパテンウィ
and she did it the same thing with uh, messages and all of those things mm-hmm. it is expected that you can't run you can't you can't go away from it you cannot go away from it and uh, and, and it must be understood caro within uh, the intersections between money celebrity and religion mm, yeah. the three of them really intersect first of all uh, 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 the proverbs that one uh, w- woman which uh, it seems to me like uh, Millie and all the other women size eight uh, want to ha- have wanted to package themselves as good christian women the construction of a good christian yes. woman yes. is a woman who stands by her husband no matter what Mm-hmm. A woman who forgives her husband's sexual misdemeanor, no matter what. But when you flip that to the other side, if it was Millie who slept with her cousin, mm. or it was size eight who slept with another man against her husband, it's a very patriarchal arrangement that gives tacit approval to men's sexual mm. uh, uh, infidelity outside there. And uh, we we make sense of that as, oh, men will always be men. They are sexual beings. Mm. And, 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 and if it is the woman on the other side, then oh, that, that marriage ends, okay? Carol, that, there's, there's no, there, there's <laughs> no two way about it. And, and you stick, uh, because, because society and, and, and faith and church expects that you will stand by your husband, no matter what, even when the Bible allows divorce uh, because of a, uh, uh infidelity sexual infidelity yeah but uh the patriarchal arrangement is like that and then that woman also is thinking about her space in the society uh in 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 this celebrity uh, especially if the media is involved you know this is a man who has his own youtube channel he's making tons of money and so the woman is thinking not only about uh, marital security she's also thinking about financial capital security Mm, yeah uh, and uh, and the, the, the lifestyle of some of these celebrities being in the eye of the media, you know, being uh, people with hundreds of uh, hundreds of followers, people uh, who are under uh, close scrutiny all the time, there is an image that they want to preserve, but also it makes economic sense for them to stay because some of them have partnerships in recording of, you know, uh, whatever they are doing. So it's also a partnership, it's a business. It's, it's a, a business. business they are doing. So, um, uh, but uh, it's 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 unforgivable for me that uh, the expectation is that for uh, women have to stay, but also mm-hmm. for these women themselves, where is your dignity at the end of it all? Mm-hmm. But Carol, it could also be a, a performance. It could yeah. be a performance. Uh, okay, I, um, I, because it is expected of me both by church and both by society that I stand with you through your sexual dismissals, but I am, uh, when we get to the house, it's a different uh, arrangement altogether. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also wanting to connect this with this. Uh, you read about the American version of this, the Josh Dagger. I don't know if it's Dagger or Dugar. Yes, uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. yes, and how he's now for him it has been sexual molestation of of young kids and the very conservative Christianity. Um, but he's got lots and lots and lots and lots of porn on his that he hides. The mm-hmm. woman he's downloaded an app that the woman is 
mandate is expected to uh, to supervise, but he has downloaded an app to negate that or to bypass that. Mm-hmm. And yet he is still, so I, I read somewhere that the person, he's out on bail mm-hmm. and the person who, the person who has hosted him because he can't stay in his own house. The person who has hosted him in his house mm-hmm. has told the wife mm-hmm. who is a music teacher that mm-hmm. this man is coming to stay in this house. Mm-hmm. You, you find a place to teach other kids. Mm-hmm. So okay. it mm-hmm. is not just an African thing. It is, it is not Carol and it's, a, it's, it's an extremely uh, complex situation yeah uh, uh, for for the record i would like you to uh, to check this out huh? the making of biblical womanhood how the subjugation of women mm. I, I will i will don't even worry if you don't get it uh, uh how the subjugation of women became uh, gospel truth eh? mm. uh, that will answer all the questions that we have talked today about women sexuality capitalism and celebrity uh, mm-hmm. But let, let me, and I, I will, I will just forward this to you immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but Carol, we have to understand uh, the intersections between Christianity, purity culture, and sexuality. Yeah. In my works with the elephant, I have highlighted that uh, a great deal, particularly the damage of the purity culture promoted mm-hmm. by com- uh, conservative Christians. It is a very extreme form of sexual control of people mm-hmm. uh, and, and the demonization of sex uh, yeah. that has uh, created a number of tensions. First of all, for people who have gone through uh, that, that kind of extreme promotion of uh, 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 purity culture have had a very contested relationship with their sexuality. Church needs to rethink about purity culture. It, and, and there's a lot of material, particularly with the American right and how that has destroyed legacies of women and men, young men and relationships and how uh, they think about sex that has been looked at as a dirty thing, one that will take you straight to hell and that sort of thing. So first of all, people struggle. Uh, the kind of teachings they internalized from very young when their bodies were growing and, um, you know, uh, Christians want to pretend in their teachings, in their preachings, that uh, sex is um, uh, not just the worst sin, but that you can control your emotions. Mm. And and what normally happens for young people uh, is that uh, at a certain time of their lives, their hormones are extremely at war with themselves. Mm. So put that together with the extreme conservative teachings about purity culture and the kind of guilt it has produced in people. So so there's a very contested, very complicated relationship between Christianity, sex, and purity culture. That is number one. That is not to justify at all what uh, uh, Dugan, if that is how it is pronounced, or or even think about um, Hillsong. Hillsong. Mm. Hillsong used to be one of my favorite uh, uh, gospel music uh, uh, production. Uh, yeah. And there was, there's this pastor with Hillsong who was also caught 
in, in, in very, very serious relationships with women in his church and mm -hmm. has been very unfaithful. And it created a whole, you know, a whole um, controversy and scandals in America, in Australia, you know, wherever, you know, Hillsong is a global brand. Eh? Yeah. Uh, you, you know Hillsong, the, the ones who produce uh, worship, praise and worship. Eh? Mm -hmm. It's a global phenomenon. And uh, a friend of mine is actually writing an article. We are, we are publishing a big book on, on mega churches. Uh, and I'm part of the, the I'm, I'm part of the editors of the book. And there is a lady from Australia who is just focusing on those sexual scandals in mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Christian men and, and 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 thinking about you know the role of the purity culture on that. But also the fact that uh, some of these Christian celebrity, uh, you also saw uh, Kirk Franklin, eh? the story of yeah. Kirk Franklin. If they mm -hmm. are not engaged in extreme sexual activity outside of marriage, they are also violent. Very violent, yeah. They are also very violent. And that's also another element in which we need to interrogate. Where is this extreme sexual violence treating? Because children, having sex with children, watching pornography with children is violence. It is, it is, it is just, I don't want to call it a disease, but it's an addiction. Mm. And where is this addiction coming from? Who has addiction of having sex with young kids? Mm. And for him, and the for thing him, that gives him pleasure is watching, is watching young five months, five years getting abused. That so, is oh my god. That is, I don't I can't even say like there's no words, but you know that uh what I am especially with now like this um the the pastors the hill songs and all of those things the thing that they will do to women is now mm -hmm. they will the response to all of this will be the billy graham rule will be that no man and woman can be seen together it will be it will it is and this is i'm saying this because i i worked at a church and there was a, a dress code we would not even show you see your shoulders mm -hmm. You you cannot show your shoulders. Mm -hmm. You you cannot be in the same car with a male pastor because mm -hmm. as a woman, as mm -hmm. a woman, you will make him fall. Mm -hmm. You cannot um, your skirts need to be long and free flowing. Your all of those things. Mm -hmm. So the 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 response to the misdeeds of men mm -hmm. is the control of women. Uh -huh. Yeah. Absolutely, the control, the policing of women and dressing, but uh, that is that is largely physical. The church is thinking about how physical arousal leads to the temptation of men. It's never women, okay? Men, it, it's like when we see naked men, we have no feelings. It is. Um, <laughs> It's always women. <laughs> as, as if men have no bodies that we see. Yes. Uh, you, do you see the workings of patriarchy? Yeah. And you know, also, that there's a thing that we are always told that men are visual beings. I want, where is the research? Thank you. It is an internalization and which has made men use that as an excuse every day. Carol, I swear when I hear a man telling me, 
men are visual, I want to slap the hell out of that man and become violent because can we also interrogate statements? Don't just say stupid statements because you grew up listening to people saying the same thing. Yes. Can we interrogate that also? Because mm -hmm. the church uses that to allow men to get away with anything. Mm -hmm. Because it is which men are visual, they cannot control it. How is it that men cannot control themselves but women are supposed to control even the emotions of bodies they do not embody. Yeah. So you control yourself because you start the work by controlling yourself. Mm -hmm. And then also you control the other man. Mm -hmm. like Ooh, and, and then there's also the, the, the illusion that we find all of you sexy. <laughs> It, it's 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 amazing, Carol. And so that 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 if you look at it very clear clearly, there is an interconnection between purity culture, the stringent control of human being sexuality, the policing of that sexuality with a direct correlation of what is happening today with the likes of regard, with the like of that. Also, uh, celebrity culture also creates. Um, I'm not even going to talk about women as sexual, uh, you know, the, the, the sexualization of uh, uh, women celebrities, uh, the likes of Kim Kardashian, making sure that they have injected their behind so that they are bigger and rounder. Um, and, and, you know, the, the way when men look at a woman, they don't, they never see the value of that woman as a human being. It's, it is also, it's always about, it's sexual. Let's say, for example, Carol, when we are having a conversation with you, you are a man and I'm a woman, um, and uh, when we are having a conversation, for example, even on social media, the moment you see me for the first time, uh, the, the thing you look for is whether I'm beautiful or attractive, not what is mm -hmm. my value. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and for men, celebrity culture has placed them as these sexual objects. Eh? Mm -hmm. Also that, uh, uh, you know, and because they have money, money is falling from their pockets, women are running after them. Again, really bringing in the connection also with capitalism. Yeah. If you look at famous men, mm -hmm. uh, there are two weaknesses in money and women and power. They go together. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with Christianity, money, celebrity, uh, purity culture, you have a very toxic mix there that always leads to uh, uh, that, that, that kind of a scenario that we are talking about. So, so the, the, we need to interrogate all those things and, mm. and the contribution of patriarchy into, mm. into this that allows men to do what they want and women uh, have to stand by them. Think about Mike Pence when he was mm -hmm. vice president. Yeah. He said he will never be in a room with a woman who is not his wife. This is a public figure. Yeah. I would imagine he has secretaries who could be men, who could be women. I would mm -hmm. imagine uh, the, his, his chief of staff and, you know, a, a deputy president has an entire office of his own made of all kinds of human beings. Mm -hmm. But he also travels and meets women's presidents. Yeah. And women prime ministers and women ministers. So his wife has to accompany him everywhere Sorry. because he could never be in a room with another woman without his wife. What kind of nonsense is that? 
And also, so now what happens there is one, you stop um, twofold. As, mm -hmm. as your wife, mm -hmm. your job ends. Once, uh, because I have to accompany you everywhere that you're going. Yeah, so, so, that you don't see. so I stop working. I mm -hmm. stop taking care of what I need to take care of. Right. And then also it means that your constituents who are 50%, we are saying 50% of your constituents would not be taken care of if mm -hmm. your wife is not around. Mm -hmm. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine that is that is what it is, Carol. So, um, so I think uh, that's how I would end that uh, there's a, a clear, clear intersection between money, celebrity, and Christianity purity culture. Carol, when you cannot even show your shoulders, what is shameful about your shoulders? Do you know, I realize that even now, I still have hangups about that. I, my ideal dress, dress dressing is short dresses. Yes. I love the freedom of that or trousers. Right. And so when, when you're told that you're your shoulders are very are sexy or they are tempting to men or i i wonder i really wonder i really wonder Carol, so, today i cannot wear a um i cannot wear a dress a, a short-sleeved uh, dress where my arms are exposed uh, hmm. not because my arms are big but because all my life as a young christian woman I was always told that you are showing a part of your body that uh, would arouse men. And mm. so even though as, a, as someone who now interrogates these issues very critically, I still find it very shy Yeah. for me to wear a short-sleeved dress. You know, I'm saying that to make you comfortable, that it's mm. not just about you. Yeah. It's all of us because we internalize our bodies were ashamed. We were told to think about our bodies as conduits of sex. Yeah. And you know who told me that? It's a woman. Mm. It's a woman who told me not to show my shoulders. Oh, thank you, Carol. Um, and uh, also, it's women who, at the back of the church, there was always lessons around mm. to take to another woman who mm -hmm. came to church with a short, with a sh very short skirt or dress. So that you don't tempt the pastor and all the brothers in the church. Yes. Singi is a Swahili word meaning foundation. Our name and mandate comes from Psalms 89.14. We host engaging conversations on faith, social justice, and advocacy across all our social media platforms. We also offer training and consultancy services to help you navigate the world of social justice and faith. To engage with us, visit our website www.msingitrust.org Follow us on all our social media handles at msingitrust or email us on info at msingitrust.org I was in this meeting uh, there was uh, violence at the university uh, involving a girl who was uh, you, know, you know, of course sexual violence also takes place in uh, campus and I was called and said, oh, a girl has been raped and uh, this is the situation. And uh, uh, Carol, if you want to see me in my lowest moment is when I think about a young girl and violence or a woman that has been sexually violated. I, I quite really never know what to do. I, I mean, it really just breaks me to pieces. And then I decided, I, I went to my boss and I said, we need to train students and staff about sexual and gender-based violence. We had come up with a policies 
and guidelines for sexual harassment uh, and um, everybody had copies departments had copies we trained 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 but still it didn't stop that i said mm. we need refresher we need to train girls also and train women so we began by teaching training not teaching staff especially those ones at the hostels because they are at the tail end with uh, girls most of the time mm. And uh, so I call her training, and then I remember there was this woman, she was old, I think now she retired. Um, I knew her since I was undergraduate, an undergraduate student many years ago. Mm. And uh, she, so I trained, uh, that particular day I, I, went, I went to work in a suit. I, I, I don't wear skirts that are, uh, you know, long. I wear skirts just uh, above just below the knee that's just my style i love it i hate long skirts and it mm. has nothing to do with morality simply my style and i love it i feel better uh in that mm. and uh, as i was training them the woman shot up very angrily and said uh look at you look at how you are dressed you are a whole professor and you are not even a role model to these girls look at how short your skirt is my skirt is below the knee mm-hmm. and uh, I, ca- I carry myself uh with tremendous integrity and uh, uh, knowing who I am and uh, how I want to be perceived by uh, society. Uh, and, 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 and she located uh, mm-hmm. the violence of young girls who are being raped and, and directly linked to how I am dressed as the director of the Gender Institute. Mm. I, 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 I have seen a lot of things, Carol, but I'm not sure I will ever forget that. Mm. Yeah, and, and and she said that so publicly. Mm. Uh, uh, of course, really many women booed at her and felt very bad, including men. Mm. But I looked at this woman as a, uh, as another conduit of patriarchy, as a woman who has herself completely internalized patriarchy that mm. she attacks fellow women, and has refused to understand gender and sexual violence that happens anytime any place despite how you are dressed yeah or uh, uh, worse church despite the women dressing to to the ground and their dresses sweeping the road mm. there was this story that was carried out by a newspaper of a bishop who raped like five women in the same church would call them for prayers and rape them and mm. they are dressed uh, the way they dress so mm. it has nothing to do with my dressing, but my body is objectified. My dressing is objectified, and sex is located within even my dressing. Mm. So, so it, it, is, it is a very shocking thing for me, Paro, that, mm. uh, I mean, patriarchy no longer shocks me, but what mm. shocks me is the role of women in perpetuating patriarchy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> wow, I think <laughs> this has been so insightful and we've been going for a long time. I, but I, as we are winding up, I want to, to ask um, what, what does masculinity and femininity look in the 21st century? Um, yeah, what does it look like? It looks very How similar. do how do we redefine masculinity and uh, femininity in the 21st century? Uh, Again, a very controversial statement, Carol. The Mm. uh, gender-based violence and 
oh, gender and sexual based violence has created a whole minefield of studies and conversations around masculinities. Mm -hmm. That violence is because of masculinities and toxic masculinities. And now churches are engaged in creating softer men, you know, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so that they do not uh, kill their wives and girlfriends. And uh, I am not sure that uh, a church is succeeding in uh, transforming masculinities. If uh -huh. anything, I have come to see a real connection between faith, violence, and masculinities. Church men are some of the most violent men I have seen. And, and Carol, you know I do my research located within churches. Yeah. And what I have seen, I've spoken to women who tell me, um, my husband beats me up like crap. And mm. on Sunday, we are holding hands going to church. Mm. I have also spoken to pastors who have told me a husband comes to uh, chat with his wife and the girlfriend is seated in the next row and the mm. church leadership knows that. Mm. But the wife has to make performances of coming to church as a good Christian woman. Yeah. So I'm not sure church is succeeding. But to me, masculinities look very scary. Femininity too, uh, women are just tired. Mm. Women are tired emotionally, spiritually, physically, economically with the violence at home. Mm. Whether it's emotional, whether it is sexual, whether it's physical, whether it's economic, whether it's cyber-based, uh, uh, whether it is uh, nail by mouth, women are tired and that is having very negative effect on how women view relationships yeah we are seeing a number of women saying hell no never will i get married in this country yeah we are having women who are saying i'll have a man as a sex donor i get a child and i raise my child alone i do not want the baggage of a useless man. Mm. That's not to say that there are not there are no relationships that are working. There mm. are, but there is a woke kind of female uh, group that is emerging in this country that mm. are counter-reacting to toxic mm -hmm. masculinities and are deciding either I'm delaying. Uh, or I will never be a mother because I cannot bring a, a child in this violent society. Or my mother suffered so much, I don't think I want to ever go through what my mother has gone through. That is all still masculinities and mm. femininity and women are defining what it is that they want their future to look like. Mm. So it is confusing. It is looking scary. But there is also resilience about uh, love and relationships. Yeah. And, and, and so I think myself, uh, and this is what I told uh, uh, a panel in Moy University the other day, mm -hmm. that we need to think about uh, masculinity and femininity mm -hmm. uh, and go back uh, to traditional uh, mechanism that regulated uh, the rights of both genders. And I gave an example, Carol, of uh, Maasai women 
Uh, and this is not to gloss over the many tensions, as you would know, Carol, uh, mm -hmm. that Maasai women go through. But there's a traditional culture in Maasai land called Olamal, where mm -hmm. women are married uh, because every man has to get married and have a family. And that is, you know, that is the thing about this country, that men still want to get married despite of, uh, you know, what is going on. I'm not mm. sure women want to get married. So Maasai women would have a social arrangement created by culture for them mm. that works like this. It's called Olamal. And mm -hmm. I spoke about it in Moi University. If, if uh, a man is uh, doing incest, sleeping with his daughter, raping, being irresponsible, refusing to provide, fighting mm. and beating the wife, the women in that village will organize, they cut sticks and carry the sticks and sharpen them, go to that man's home and mm. beat him senseless mm. and, and then spit on him and insult him and abuse him and call him anything they want to call him. Within social bounds, it is accepted. He will not touch any of that women. Mm. They beat him. They know why they are doing that. And yes, and socially discipline the man, embarrass him, insult him, and leave those sticks as a curse. And men and rituals have to be performed to cleanse that man, and he has to ask for forgiveness for from the women. And that incest is cleaned, and he has to be fined terribly for what he has done. Now. Do you think those women are empowered? I think they are. They are given a social mechanism uh, by, by a patriarchal arrangement to entrench their dignity and to, to demand respect and to hold men accountable, particularly sexual offenses. Mm. So are we thinking about you know, the role of our, our traditional cultures in entrenching the right and the dignity of women and men. I am beginning to think this masculinity is also the problem where we are looking at men as extremely violent and nothing is being done about it except Christians trying to soften masculinities. Hello, not telling men you are not the heads of the house, uh, you are the heads of the house and don't beat your wives, but telling them, you know, oh, you can be a better man, you can take her for a date, you can, uh, you know, but they don't, the church simply glosses over violence against women, mm. intimate partner violence, rape, you know, also the social structure issues that create violent men, the church glosses over that. Yeah. So, so it's a very complex uh, situation and I do not have an answer, Karo, I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking that we can begin to rethink what are workable ways for people to have not, not complementary sort of masculinities, uh, but masculinities that, uh, and femininity that uh, work to create better people. Yeah, so it's a masculinity and a femininity for the common good. And affirming, affirming yes. masculinity, affirming femininity for the mm. common good of society and family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, Asante Sana Daktari. I think we have, I legit, we will have this as a three part series because I will want everybody to listen to it chunk by chunk because it has been very, very rich. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's one, there's another, there's one as we are parting, 
I think mm -hmm. I will be remiss to not talk about this. It is about um, the gender-based violence that's experienced by young, because most, most young men, mm -hmm. their first sexual encounter, if they mm -hmm. are honest, mm -hmm. with their, if, with households at home, right. or with older women who mm -hmm. come onto them, Yes. Are we ready to talk about that? And how does that fit in the prism of gender-based violence? Uh, it, 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 I, I've heard things like that. I, I have not encountered that and I probably may just be very ignorant. Uh, uh, but this is how I understand it, uh, Carol. Uh, it goes back to the patriarchal and Christian purity culture. Mm. And the fact that sex is taboo subject that young men do not have an age appropriate sexuality education sort of conversation, not mm. at home, not at school. Mm. And for many young men who are controlled completely by their parents, their first sexual experience with, with, is with their house girls at home or older women who go for them. Yeah. And they learn uh, a sort of a, they 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 learn they learn that through experimentation by you know uh, you know people who also do not necessarily understand these things. Mm. And, uh, and 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 Carol, kind of that is very complicated. But the thing is, it to me is that it's really very hidden. And until men come, young men come out and speak to to you know to about it publicly in families it's still taboo and it is a well covered secret mm. and we need to stop thinking about healthy sexuality as a secret yeah we need to speak about this is a natural thing this is something that young men and women will engage in whether we like it or not what kind of tools what kind of uh uh, skills are we impacting on young men and women so that they are able to have not just healthy sexual respect but also uh, practice healthy sexuality uh, which is based on concrete knowledge of what is happening in their own bodies and how to have healthy intimate relationships mm. Yeah, I, and Carol, uh, purity culture has made it that sex is sin, it is evil, it is a very bad sin according to David Dewar. There is no other sin in this world except sexual sin. And so you yeah. have young men who are steeped in that tradition that uh, even how we speak about it, that that has really been our undoing. Yeah. our complete undoing and we need to really be honest with ourselves as as a country as parents as faith-based organizations as social justice activists about the need for a proper proper respectful sexuality education for young men and women yet to date the church disciplines our sexuality has refused to allow the government and civil society organization to be able to speak and have conversations 
pragmatic conversations about sexuality of young people. Yes, because we've refused the comprehensive, comprehensive sexuality education. education. Yeah. Because of fear of more sex. Why yeah. is the church afraid? They, they, they dress it as morality. What is morality? Mm. Ask yourself that question. What is the church so afraid of? Yeah. When you look at children in the Western Hemisphere, teenage mm. pregnancy is not an issue. Mm. HIV is not an issue. Sexuality, uh, sexually transmitted diseases are not an issue. Why? Because kids have been empowered with the right, you know, an age-appropriate education in which they totally understand what is happening in their bodies. They are given tools on how to navigate that and, and they grow up as healthier individuals. But here, both at home and in church and in school, sexuality education is taboo subject. Yeah. So it's experimentation. It's learning by the meal. Eh? Mm. It's learning by the meal. It's very unfortunate. And yet culturally there were there are systems and there was age sets and there was uh, uh, parameters mm -hmm. on that was were put in place to right. train you in the way you should go in matters sex, in matters mm -hmm. family, right. in matters uh, culture, in matters um, community relations and how mm. you you were how you how you you became a person of worth in the community mm -hmm. <sighs> hey, dr you've given us so much to think about thank you thank you i'm just so happy that we've had this conversation because some these are some of the things that i speak to myself alone Hello. Um, <laughs> no, please, you if you ever do not, this there's a space for us to learn from. This is an open, open invitation to whenever you can tell me, Carol, can we talk about this? And you have, I would, I will make, I will create a space and time for us to talk about this because this is important. We need to be having these conversations that we do not want to have. But and empowering, Carol. Yes. So thank you so so much. We are honored to have you. Um, I don't know if you have any any last words you would like to say as we wrap up this conversation. Really, just to say thank you for um, you know having these conversations with me. I I come alive when I have conversation because conversations are enlightening. They are educative. Uh, and then somebody says something that really sparks, you know, curiosity in you, and you begin to say, hey, "How how come I never really thought about that?" Uh, but uh, I think, I, kind of, what I want to say is that, uh, that uh, women must create spaces for women to have conversations with each other, mm, yes. and that's exactly what you are doing. And mm. this this is a sacred space for me. Uh, because the conversations that we are having are sacred conversations that have to do with matters of life. Mm. Life to me is sacred. And so mm. thank you for allowing me to speak my mind and, mm. and share part of the things that I grapple with and uh, part of my research also in, mm. in, in, uh, in a way um, to say that Carol, uh, conversation is also social activism. Mm. Yeah. And conversation is resistance. Mm. 
just as laughter is also resistance. Thank you. Amen. Amen. We laugh, we talk, we resist. Yes. And as always, for all of us, for all of us listening, please, we need to continue to do justice. So see you. See you guys. And thank you for listening to us. Thank you, Carol. If you've been inspired, challenged, and or enjoyed this conversation and would like to contribute to this and catch up with more of such, remember to follow us on social media at Musingi Trust, share this podcast with your friends and family, and also consider making a donation to support the production of this podcast. Donations can be made through PayPal, msingikenya at gmail.com, Patreon at msingikenya, or through M-Pesa, plus 254-792-176-030. Kwaherini, and thank you for joining us.